Welcome to Marketing School, the only podcast that provides daily top-level marketing tips and strategies from entrepreneurs that practice what they preach and live what they teach. Let's start leveling up your marketing knowledge with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. All right, Marketing School listeners have a special message from our sponsor, DreamHost. If you want to rank higher on Google, you want to make sure your website loads super fast. Check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed. All right, everyone, Neil and I wanted to introduce you to a special edition of the Marketing School and Podcast. These are going to be longer audio clips. These are long form audio clips coming from our conference, Marketing School Live. So we hope you enjoy it. Let us know what you think about this type of conference or conference content. And also let us know if you'd like to hear more of this in the future. And uh, really, ultimately, we just wanted you to get a taste of what a live experience with us feels like. Hope you enjoy it. Again, let us know what you think. And without further ado, here we go. Thank you for today's event. My name is Yashar, and I had a quick question on, do you think the SEO techniques and the SEO penalties are different in different countries and different geolocations? No. Yeah, I was going to say no. So. Yeah. so sometimes Google makes changes in major markets like the United States first, and then it starts getting rolled out. But Google is bigger. They're an older company. Typically what they do in one place, it actually a lot of times just gets rolled out right away everywhere. It just takes time. Thank you guys so much. This has been amazing. So my name is Laura Peterson and I help entrepreneurs to write self-published books. So that's what I'm all about. And I know Neil, you have a book or multiple out there. And I heard through the grapevine that Eric, you're working on something. I am. Self-publishing even. So people in my audience really love and respect you. So I thought I'd love to ask you, what do you think about books as a great marketing tool, branding tool? And then why would you choose self-publishing? Huh, I think we have different goals behind our books. You go first. Yeah, so I had a bad experience with creating a book. <laughs> I had a good advance, or decent advance. The economics did not work out. So I'll be transparent. I had uh, two co-authors, and I was in charge of the promotion. They were in charge of the writing. We split a half a million between the three of us. It gets paid out over time, so it's not as good as it sounds. Then you take out taxes. The number just keeps getting chopped and chopped. And we hit the New York Times bestseller list three times. I sold a ton of books. Like I recently had someone buy another 100,000 copies of our books, which is a lot of books. And then you end up getting royalties. But in general, it didn't do much at all for my brand, maybe because the book wasn't on topic enough. It didn't necessarily give me more speaking gigs. It didn't necessarily give me more paid speaking gigs either. I, I really didn't find a benefit. All I found was the publisher kept telling me, you need to sell more books. And then they would tell me, so-and-so is selling more books than you, and they're doing a better job of promotion. I'm like, so-and-so is a friend. I just called them up. They told me they only sold this many. We sold more than that. I'm like, get off my back. <laughs> and like, you know, they're like, you're not promoting enough. And the way I sold the book was, I kind of cheated. I really did cheat. I would just call like companies like Expedia and be like, hey, can you buy like $100,000 worth of books? And I would do that enough. And I'm like, here's a million dollars worth of book sales. Leave me alone. You know, and we promoted it. But in general, I'm a bit weird. And Eric knows this about me. I don't like charging for anything. I have a hard time selling. 
like even this event, Eric similar, but I'm like free event. I don't want to charge for future tickets. I don't like charging for anything. I'm like, just give everything away for free and help people out. And who cares if we make money? It's kind of hippy dippy and probably stupid of me, but that's why I don't like the concept of books of charging people to buy a book. I understand people take value when you, they have to pay something, but I like the concept of just helping people out and giving stuff away for free. And with the web, why can't it? Why do people have to pay for stuff? There's other ways to make money. Cool. So my take on it is I have a different goal. So I used to do like esports before it became a thing. And I think that audience is ripe for gamers need to know that they can do something with their lives. And I feel like every single day I'm grateful that I feel like I'm playing the game every day. So the book's called Leveling Up. And for me, it's creating audience, right? If you look at anybody that has a brand, the audience is leverage. And so I think being able to leverage that audience, that's powerful to me. And I think any, any company that's a brand or any individual that's a brand, that's power to me. And if I'm able to do that, if the book's successful, great, then that, that, that's a brand new audience. That's, so it's pretty simple. I don't think it's easy, but simple. And if I had to give a few quick tips, if you guys are planning on creating a book, there's a few mistakes I made and I know enough people who've done it. One, don't have co-authors. I love mine to death, but if you do it individually, it'll be better for branding. Two, the book needs to be on topic. So if you're trying to build a brand in marketing, you better have a marketing book. If it's not on topic, it doesn't help as much. And then three, it's about placement, placement, placement. Are you in the right places like Hudson and all these places? Getting in there helps more with branding from other people I've talked to who have done it. We also did similar things. Uh, if you're not, you can still get the effect. It's just harder. And then there's a site called Muscle for Life. Mike Matthews, he does extremely well from Kindle books. If you don't want to spend much money, you want to self-publish, he got a huge brand lift from Kindle books, charges for it. The easiest way to get sales, forget the marketing. He just pays for advertising on Amazon because no one else does it. He gets enough sales where it more than pays for the cost of the book and it's profitable and he can sell millions of dollars worth of books because of it. Check him out, Muscle for Life. Yeah, the final thing is, um, we, we talked about this on the podcast, but how all these marketers use the book as a uh, front-end offer, right? So they'll liquidate the cost of their ads, you know, basically the break-even and everything is on the back end, right? So let's say, uh, I don't know, Neil has a book on marketing and then um, he breaks even on the front end, runs ads towards it. And then in the back, back end, there's maybe conferences, maybe there are masterminds, maybe there's intensives, which is what we're planning to do. But that, all the money's made in the back end. So if you can get customers for free, why not do that? And really fast too for self-publishing. Why did you decide to choose that if you are? Yeah, uh, so I'm still, books being edited right now, um, but I'm debating. You know, I've, I've actually talked to some people um, actually from here and they've gone down the, the traditional route. I might still go down the traditional route um, if it, the goal is for branding purposes. So I, I'm undecided right now. What's your website? CopyThatPops.com. Copy That Pops. If you guys want like to self-publish, CopyThatPops.com. Copy That thank Pops. Uh, thank you for having me, guys, and all of us, I guess. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I have a messenger marketing company, and I was wondering why you guys like to use Intercom for your on-site chatbot instead of using, like, Mobile Monkey and something like that. I think, I think they're different, so I think they're complementary to each other. When I think about Mobile Monkey, I think about, or even uh, their competitors out there, I'm thinking about, okay, how do I create a funnel? How do I run ads towards that funnel? How do I get more leads? 
when I think about intercom, it's like, okay, I think about someone visiting a product website like ClickFlow and um, helping them from a customer service perspective or collecting leads or even um, the product tours, right? ManyChat or MobileMonkey, they can't, they don't have that type of functionality. They're, I see it as another kind of email service provider. Um, and I do see the engagement rates going down. It's still very high right now, um, but I still think it's, they're, they're very useful and I, I do think they're complimentary. It's same, so I use them for different purposes. If you look at most people who do Messenger, bots, most of them are driving paid traffic from Facebook ads to their messenger bots is the main usage we see. It's not actually the website usage. And for that reason, most people are using them in two different areas. And when I look at all the conversion numbers, by separating them, people make the maximum amount of revenue versus putting, technically you can't put intercom in both places. You could put a mobile monkey in both places, but when you separate them, I've seen the maximum amount of revenue. What do you think is the biggest threat to the agency model today, Neil? Do you want to go? Or... I can go. What go you... for it. Why don't you go first? So I think the <laughs> biggest threat to the agency model is automation. You can't, I don't know how to solve creativity with automation, but you can do things like, I can put a JavaScript on your site, you know, like Google Analytics, and make the SEO code changes for you without your FTP login and Google will pick it up you can start removing a lot of human elements and that'll be a big threat. But what isn't a threat is you still need the humans for creativity. Technology cannot, at least I don't know how, I don't know how to make technology be super creative. I agree with that part. I think um, creativity will never go away. I think if any of these AI talks that you watch, um, I recommend watching uh, Kai-Fu Lee on TED and creativity slash love will never go away. Um, but. What I think is broken about the agency model is how, and I've spoken about this to my team before, um, I think incentive models are misaligned. And so I think if, you know, I'm going to work with an agency, they're going to charge me like a million dollars before doing anything. Uh, that's kind of crazy to me. Versus I look at, you know, a couple of friends of mine that are at couple of performance marketing agencies, which is um, pay for performance. Incentives are much more aligned there because the, the agency and the company, they're working together as partners. I'm not saying this is a fit for everybody, but that to me, that model seems to make more sense versus saying, oh, we're gonna charge you like a percentage of spend and we want you to continually spend more money. That doesn't mean you're necessarily doing a better job just because you're convincing people to spend more money. So I think that model is broken. I also think when I think about my team, the ones that are working on the accounts, I, I, I think it starts to get, um, and this might backfire on me, but I do think it starts to get boring over time when it's not about, um, you know, if I perform better for the client, I also win as well. I also get paid more. And the, this, the current model, doesn't allow you to do that. Whereas, when, again, when I look at friends that have performance marketing companies, um, everybody wins, right? It's, it's motivating, you feel like you own the account. And I'm kind of just talking about paid media right now, but uh, I think this can apply across the board, whether you're doing SEO work, video work for people, creative work. If you can align incentives and both be on the same side, I think you go much further. So we hope you enjoyed that clip, that audio clip from the Marketing School Live conference. If you're interested in a live intimate event where we go deep on your business, we workshop your business, Neil and I will be there, other people will be there as well, where we really help skyrocket and scale your business faster, all you have to do is apply at marketingschool.io slash live, that's L-I-V-E, marketingschool.io slash live, L-I-V-E, and we hope to see you inside, and don't forget to check out tomorrow's episode. Thank you
We appreciate you joining us for this session of Marketing School. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit marketingschool.io for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to more episodes that will help you find true marketing success. That's marketingschool.io. Until next time, class dismissed.